Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. This is Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you doing? Uh, doing good, Shad. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. I want to say thank you to everybody out there who's listening. I don't know if you are listening uh, <clears throat> listening right whenever this drops or if you're listening later on. You know, truth be told, doesn't matter. We're just glad you're here with us. And so this week, we we, to, we told you guys last show we were getting into something a little different, and we said it was going to be kaiju time. Isn't that right, guys? Yes. So um, I'm the only one that's seen it so far, but uh, if you have been living under a rock, Godzilla Minus One is in theaters right now, which is the first theater release of a Japanese Godzilla movie since Godzilla 2000, I think, over here. Well, I mean, they've they've done American Godzilla films. Yeah, but, but if you mean like the actual ones that Japan Japan Toho. actually, yeah, Toho. yeah, real yeah. Godzilla, not. I uh, I don't know if uh, if 2016 Shin Godzilla got a, a limited run or not. I'm not sure. I don't I don't know. So it, it came out, and I'm the only one that saw it. It's an excellent movie. If you have not seen it, you should go see it. It's um, it's been chugging along. Uh, just keeps getting extended on the release because it's doing well. I think yeah, it's, it's made uh, thirty-four million in the United States alone. So, it's been a bit of a a bit of a kind of a sleeper hit. Yeah. Sorry, guys. My your cat's, my cat's having uh, she's having opinions. So I think um. So I think my so I'll, I've told the story before, but so my first experience with Godzilla was, um, so this is going to be really regional. So in in Columbus there is, uh, there was a J.C. Penney's outlet forever. It's their call center now. So if you don't know what the J.C. Penney's outlet was, that's just where stuff from the catalog ended up if it didn't get bought. So. Um, my parents and I would go there every now and then, and we were there once, and I was just looking at the VHS tapes, and there is, and I was into dinosaurs, and then there, and I, I, I knew who King Kong was, so there is King Kong vs. Godzilla sitting there as a VHS tape. And the cover's really cool, and it's a giant dinosaur fighting King Kong, because I didn't know who Godzilla was. So I talked to my parents into getting me the VHS, I watched the movie when I got home, and I was instantly hooked on all things Godzilla and Kaiju. And I think, um, I also think at the time, because I'm, I'm old and I'm going to date myself here, 
and Matt might remember this, and I don't remember what it's called, but do you remember do you remember TBS on Saturday mornings had like Grandpa Munster uh hosting like um usually kaiju movies, but like horror shows in general and they would show a bunch of Godzilla movies? I feel like I do vaguely like remember that so i would watch that and that i saw a lot of godzilla movies that way so i saw like godzilla's revenge which isn't very good and um godzilla vs mothra are two i remember seeing there Mm. and then my rental place because this is like the the birth of like the video rental place and um you know the vhs tape so between like kroger and the the local video rental place, I ended up seeing like most of these movies, plus um, a rare non-Japanese kaiju movie, Gorgo, um, in my childhood through rentals. So I, uh, I guess I first got exposed to, I could say kaiju, but really it was like just Godzilla. So that's usually what they aired. Um, when I was like a child, because I don't want to say like, I don't think it was a TBS because I like in my room at home, I definitely did not have like cable. Like they didn't my, when I was like older, like I got cable, but I was like, I was much older. Like I was probably like the nineties when I got cable. Um, otherwise before then it was just like the, t- the regular TV. So, uh, I had like, you know, the, the basic like networks. So like NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, but then they would all they would also have like the uh, what would you call them? They went like public access. They all, they had like almost like local syndication, uh, because they the channels like that. There's maybe like a couple channels that did that, but and they essentially are what became like uh, the WB and UPN that eventually merged and basically be like the CW. Oh, what was? Because we but had we had I don't remember what it was. Um... Mm-hmm. It was just some off-brand channel until WB mm. got it. Yeah, but they it was like those channels all like were basically the same, but they had kind of like the same content, uh, same shows that again and were like Fox was, before it was, it was Fox was like a weird channel like that too. Yeah, so it was like yes, Fox especially like local, like the prime time of Fox was all uniform like across the country, but. I'll say like the local Fox here, like during the day, it was, like especially on the weekends, uh, it was like the Wild West. Like they just show whatever. I, that's uh, like where, like for here, that's like where Thundercats was on. Like that was where mm-hmm. like most of the cartoons got shown during the week. Yeah. And so um, that's actually, where you're, that I think Fox here is where, well, Mr. Belvedere reruns would be on there. Um, that's yes. where the seven, I think the 700 club was on our Fox channel during the day. And that's where all your crazy like infomercials would be. I yeah, I don't know if like seven hundred. I think that was like. I think you that. might be right about that one, Brad. Um, Why well, that might have been different per station though, because I think it was like a syndicated deal, so it might. Have yeah, it, it was a syndicated deal, which was always. Seven hundred club was always weird to me. It always upset me because they would always put the seven hundred club in that spot. Like this is going way back, but like. There would be shows that you would see on, but it wasn't consistent day to day because there might be paid programming that interrupts it. And 700 Club like always found a way to interrupt whatever I wanted to see. So, 
I had a bad relationship with that show because it always interrupted the stuff I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, you know, another thing about it is probably was like uh, Fox. Like in the 80s, like Fox back in the day before, you know, the the actual like national Fox programming. And then those uh, those channels, which I, I can't I'll call them like syndicated channels where it was it basically was what became like UPN and WB in like the 90s. Uh, but it wasn't in the family like, channel. Yeah, well, no, I was again, I didn't have cable like family channel was like cable. But oh, okay. those those basically those couple of type of channels are what largely they just showed a lot of movies on the weekend and sometimes it was like big name movies like breakfast club i probably saw breakfast club like 10 times just because it would randomly come on uh and a lot of stuff like that like big movies of the it, 80s also if you're a child of the 80s and you dealt with mm. a lot of syndication stuff there was michael landon as far as the eye could see because you were getting <laughs> yeah you're getting um little house on the prairie runs and highway to highway to, highway to heaven my mom yeah. loved that my grandpa show. watched that i remember sitting on the floor with my grandpa watching um we would watch that and then t and g came on after it mm-hmm. uh but they they aired a lot of big time movies but they also aired a couple things they aired a lot of like kung fu flicks so I saw some really cool stuff, obviously like the Bruce Lee stuff, but they also showed sometimes like esoteric stuff, like uh, like the five <laughs> the five deadly venoms. Um, but then they showed a lot of kaiju stuff, and it was mostly like Godzilla films. Uh, all of like the most of the Toho uh, Godzilla films. So I saw a bunch of those, and I was fascinated because it was like you know Godzilla versus Ghidorah. Uh, Godzilla versus Gigan, Megalon, all that stuff. So I kind of got an appreciation for it because it, to me, as a child, like I, it was kind of funny as <laughs> it's like you'd see clearly. What, what, even I knew like back then it was like a dude in a suit, but he was like beating the hell out of other giant guys in suits. Uh, in Same front guy of, did that like, for sets. like twenty years too. Yeah, miniature sets, and he would just like crash into the miniature sets, and like a fake explosions would go off. It was, it to me, it was funny, but I enjoyed it a lot. So you know what's interesting? When, going back to childhood, like those things like Godzilla that you'd see on TV all the time because the rights were relatively cheap, but now mm. the rights are expensive. Mm. Oh, and the Marvel comic, the Marvel comic was an early exposure for me too. Oh, see, I never read that. I didn't even know it existed until I was I... like. Adult, I did. Basically. I didn't either. So this is also dating myself. But going back way back in the day, my parents would go to a flea market every now and then, and mm. one of them had a huge selection of comics, and they had like all the Godzilla comics. So I had a weird first exposure to Godzilla um, when I was uh, just before kindergarten. We, my family, was in a big lots. And I found this what I thought was a weird T Rex toy there. Was it was it Big Lots or Odd Lots at the time? It was well, that always varied by location that I remember. But okay, it was it Odd was Lots, Big here Lots for a long ass time. Big Lots is what what it was around here. Okay. And so <clears throat> we uh, I found this, and it wasn't crazy expensive, but it was this T Rex where the head wasn't big enough. And it had it had three fingers and a poseable thumb and a ridge down its back and a ridge on the so it it was not a straight up Godzilla. Um, as a matter of fact, my boys play with it now. I'd have to send you guys a picture. 
but it wasn't a T-Rex. And I was like, what's wrong with this T-Rex? And mom went, well, that's not T-Rex. That's Godzilla. And I didn't understand it at first. And I, I had to keep asking her about it. how my mom knew who in the hell Godzilla was. I have no idea. <clears throat> Is it but, PVC? No, don't think so. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'll have to take a picture and send it to you. But then, so that's that, you know, I had that toy. I mean, still have it. My kids play with it now. And then in my grade school library, there was a Godzilla book that I checked out once. And I read that and I was like, oh, this is cool because it talked about Godzilla and Mothra and stuff. <clears throat> and then we, my brother and I stumbled across the Godzilla cartoon on Cartoon Network. And all I ever saw of Godzilla movies was just snippets here and there. And I can't even tell you how. But um, that's, I know that's weird, but uh, yeah, that, that was where my, I, I kind of stumbled into the, into the realm. Yeah, it's sad when you look up a toy you had from childhood, because I'm looking up the Godzilla I had, and it's nowhere near as cool as you remember it being. Mm. <laughs> you know, and now I can't go get it right now. I'm like, they're asleep, so. Uh, and also, I guess, I guess um, my first exposure to Gamera was on Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah, you know, again, like the the channels that I was talking about, like I don't think I ever they ever like did a, a Gamera movie. I never saw Gamera in the wild except on MST3K until like way later. Mm-hmm. Was the Gamera movie they they did with the one where it had like that knife headed? Oh yeah, uh, I, that's giant... one, that's one of my favorite episodes of Mystery Science Theater ever. <laughs> Because that's the one where it's like, duh, they started making my head and they didn't stop. <laughs> and that has my favorite. That has the uh, Gamera is really neat. He is full of meat. We yeah. all we are eating Gamera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably like my favorite episode or at least like one of my favorite episodes. Like, I love that one. There's one with Gauss, too, um, that's also a Gamera movie, where their big plot to get him, the humans were, was they, they made this fountain of blood, and it started spinning. And when it starts spinning, Tom Servo's like, wow, either I'm either this platform's spinning, or this is some really good blood. <laughs> so I think... Um, I think for me, even after all these years, like the very first Godzilla movie from 1954 is still the best one. Because it's still, that's more a straight up horror movie and they never really went like entirely the horror movie route with him again. Until later. I wish I had something that I could I could contribute here, but man, I got I got nothing for you. <laughs> well, he kind of he kind of becomes a good guy in the American movies. He's always kind of like an anti-hero. It's just I've always liked the idea of 
Godzilla as kind of a um, more of just a force of nature that happens along to, uh, you know, whatever's going on. So it's not so much like he's a hero or an antihero. He's just he's just kind of it's it's kind of kind of like having a I don't know, a rhino wander into your neighborhood or something that's what mm. that's i think that's why um godzilla minus one is so good because that's what he is in that he is he is just an absolute force of nature like when he goes okay. into the city like he is just wrecking stuff and like that like the people are just fleeing in terror like he's like asphalt's like coming up from his like stomps and stuff and you know he's just crushing people knocking buildings over like when he finally does like the the atomic breath like it causes a nuclear like it causes like a nuclear explosion so is i have a question about it brad yeah is this movie what cloverfield was trying to be no, it's way better than Cloverfield. So, so Godzilla isn't in Godzilla minus one a lot. So a lot of the, a lot of Godzilla minus one is about the main characters like PTSD from. Essentially, I won't ruin too much, but he was supposed to be like a kamikaze pilot that, pretty much chickens out. Okay. And he's dealing with the shame of that, and like the society lives in pretty much telling him like you should have died, even though. Like, they say it right off the bat. This other guy's like, I don't blame you. Like, why throw your life away for a, a hopeless cause? So that's kind of like the main human story, and it's really actually a good story. And this takes place in 1947, so they they went back. And so Godzilla is like a smaller Godzilla, but then the nuclear bomb, like, mutates him. So there's, like, a very Jaws-esque scene where they're, like, out in the ocean of Jaws, and and Godzilla is just chasing them. And okay. He's massive. But is is it like got the like the waters parting like a fin chasing the boat or uh it's pretty much his spikes and his head above water. Okay. And like there's a very jaw scene where they're just they're just they they have like a partner boat and they're just looking and he just flips out of the water and takes the boat down with him like a jaws. It's like, oh, they're like, okay, well, we're going to go back to shore now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, like uh. I said, I took my wife to see it, and she's not a Godzilla fan, and she loved it. It's a really huh. it's a really strong movie. Um, if if you're one of those people that doesn't like subtitles, then it's subtitled. Well, that'll do it. But he's a total force of nature. Like, he's just all about the death and destruction. I have a question that is going to seem like a hard pivot and I'm going to ask you to bear with me. Okay. Cause, cause this does lead somewhere. <clears throat> did any of you, did either of you ever play Godzilla destroy all monsters melee? Once. Is that, was I, that the Xbox or PS2 one? That was the GameCube one. Oh, okay, yeah, I played that. I played that. Matt, you were getting ready to say something. Yeah, I'm not. 
I, okay. I, I, yeah. So I, the closest I played like uh, the old like NDS kinds of like games. Yeah, there's there is a good AVGN where he's playing all the crappy like eight and sixteen bit ones, and then they <laughs> they give him like the GameCube and the Xbox one, and he freaks out because they're actually good. Mm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee had 11 kaiju in it. So, it had... The list was Anguirus, Destroya, Gigan, Godzilla 90s, Godzilla 2000, King Ghidorah, Mecha King Ghidorah, Megalon, Orga, Rodan, and Mecha Godzilla. And Mecha Godzilla is a son of a bitch. What's Orga? <laughs> Orga was the... Um, I don't know why my cat's being so mouthy tonight. I think it was the it was one that uh, like swallowed Godzilla 2000 in in that. Oh, okay, uh, I don't. I, okay, okay, gotcha. That looks very um. That almost looks like the Cloverfield monster. Let's see. It was it was in Godzilla 2000 Millennium. And it is. Mm, oh, that's why I haven't. I don't remember it. I haven't watched Godzilla 2000 in a long time. Okay, I'm trying to remember what. Uh, I I hadn't seen it. I just I just remember it from the game. Okay. But it it's a the. I looked the, a picture up of it. it. The plot is quote unquote plot is very tongue in cheek. The aliens, the Vortac, come to invade Earth. And it's like, oh, you know, we've assumed control of your giant monsters. You know, we'll be con- we'll be taking control of your planet. Uh, you, you can go back to whatever you were doing, I guess, is fine. And um, so, you know, you're just doing giant monster fights. So I want to ask you guys about some of the, the monsters that were in this that I did not know about, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Because it the other thing, they didn't do it as much in that, but... And like the NES game, if you played that, a lot like a lot of the monsters that you don't know in that are from like other movies that never appeared in like a Godzilla movie. Like the giant okay. squid is from like Space Amoeba or something. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm gonna start with Anguirus because um, I uh, I I don't. Okay, so Anguirus first appears in Godzilla Raids again, which is um. The second the one. Second one, and if you watch that one, it was not um, it, it did not start as life here is Godzilla raids again. It was like something like Gigantus first Fire Beast or something weird. Okay. But if you watch that one, it's gonna screw you up because I don't know if it was the way they dubbed it because I haven't watched it in Japanese. But um, Godzilla makes. Angiris sounds in that one, and Angiris makes Godzilla sounds. Well, that's not right. So it is. It is the second one. Um, it's in black and white, and um, it's an okay movie. I don't particularly care for it. I don't think it's great. So they they fight in that one, and I think that one leads into King Kong vs Godzilla. But Angiris then becomes like his buddy throughout the um, the the 60s and 70s movies. So yeah, and Geras becomes kind of like a heroic kaiju. 
Yeah, so then there's like he shows up in um Destroy All Monsters because all the monsters are in that. Mm-hmm. Godzilla vs. Gigan. He and Godzilla fight. Is it uh, Gigan or Gigan? I always said Gigan, but Oh, I don't I don't know. And then but... um I believe Mecha Godzilla while he was still Godzilla beats him up in Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla. And then I think he makes like a brief cameo in um in Godzilla Final Battle. Okay, so what's Anguirus's gimmick, I guess? He's just kind of like talk. Well, he's kind of like a giant. Um, well, he's like a he's supposed to be a like uh, an Ankylosaurus. Yeah. So he looks like a giant turtle, kind of to me. But With spikes. Yeah, he's kind of almost he's a little Gamera esque, but not as turtle esque. Yeah, because there's like when they fight King Ghidorah. And he's in that fight. Godzilla usually ends up because they 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 reuse footage for these older movies. So the one they've used a couple times is Godzilla kind of grabs his necks and like exposes Ghidorah's chest, and then Angiris like throws himself like spike first into him is like his big attack. Okay. But he was kind of I like him, but even as a kid, like if he was helping Godzilla, like but Angiris is kind of useless. Okay. So I would, <clears throat> um, I would not say he's the most useful, but he's kind of heroic. I don't think he ever got like his own solo gig. Okay. Yeah. I don't, then, I don't recall like a uh, like a, a Angiris movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me pivot to a different one. Can you tell me about Megalon? Okay. So, do you want to take this one, Matt? keep my mouth shut uh so megalon uh okay so this one is that so this movie uh megalon uh godzilla versus megalon is actually arguably my personal favorite of the uh the, the toho godzilla movies okay and it's because uh this one they for some reason they aired a lot on again those like like fox or the other like syndicated that one never network. hit dvd for a long ass time too it was really weird really i mean and this one also um i have them on dvd like it in um 85 were like the last two that came out for me mm-hmm. uh this one actually also uh i guess made an appearance on mr science theater 3000 i don't yep. feel like i've seen that episode though but this one i loved because it was uh it, 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 mega it, and um mm-hmm. it, Ibarra are the two that showed on Mystery Science Theater. Mm. Uh, Megalon, it was kind of like a giant like cockroach, cockroach yeah. type of thing. Uh, but in this movie, he tag teams with uh, Gigan, Gigan, and he's like facing Godzilla. But got, also, it's uh, it's the robot Jet Jaguar. It has a kick-ass song like when he's when the, yeah. when the movie comes. Who then somehow, I forget even how, but he's able to transform into a giant version of himself. I, they never explained it. And, and the, yeah. the basic plot is they said Megalon because they're like, are they like an undersea kingdom that like gets disrupted by nuclear testing or something? Is that... I think so. And Megalon is like their god even. But Megalon uh, happens to actually be like a real kaiju. Uh so I and I even forget how how Gigan gets wrapped up in it. They but, send um, him to bail him out, I think, because Godzilla and Jet Jet or they he's he's back up, I think, because Jet Jaguar is fighting with Megalon, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the thing I loved about this is that basically, like the the final like sequence, the climax of this is that it's essentially it's a tag team match. Like I I I watched this probably before I got into wrestling, but it's no surprise like I I got into wrestling because like this, things like this was like it was basically it's a, it's a wrestling tag team match, but it is almost like a Texas Tornado <laughs> match yeah. where all all four combatants are just fighting each other at the same time. But actually, Shad, you do know you do know a scene from this this movie. Are you sure? Yes, you yeah, will know uh, this. Is so, it the one, the infamous one, where Godzilla basically does like a big like running drop kick? The what? The <laughs> tail slide? Yes. Yes. The ta- well, it, oh, the, the tail, tail slide. Okay. It's yeah, a tail the, slide, but to me, it's a drop kick. It serves the same purpose. Yeah, the, the tail slides from this movie, Shad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, but basically, uh, Godzilla and Jet Jack were a tag team up against uh, Megalon and and Gigan, and they just like it's 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 so much fun to me. Like I still love it. Like it's badass. Yeah, it's goofy, but it's it's one of the better movies I think. You know, did were they try, was this like some sort of attempt at like a a backdoor pilot, as they say, of like trying to do like uh, stuff with Jet Jaguar? Because I don't recall ever seeing him again. No, but they were doing like, I think they used him because around the time this would have come out, like Ultraman and like uh, yeah, he, he had a been... very Ultraman look to him. Yeah, because I mean, like Gigan dies on Zone Fighter, and Godzilla made an appearance on that one. I think it's Zone Fighter, something like that. So Zone Fighter, Zone Defender, which is also like the same kind of the same as Ultraman but I think I think that was kind of like to get that crowd mm. to be like hey look we've got our own like version of Ultraman here all right <clears throat> um so talk to me about talk to me about Megalon's I guess gimmick here what's his he fighting shoots. style what's his thing so he has like his little I guess are they drills Matt uh, I think they're drills, but for budgetary reasons, he didn't use it. And then he shot like fire rocks out of his mouth. I thought they were almost like they're almost like grenades. Yeah. To me, like they're they're kind of like grenades. Uh, and his yeah his uh he has for for being a kind of like an insectoid uh, kaiju, like he only has like four limbs. Like you'd, you'd expect more, but uh, they were right, his, they were they weren't. They weren't getting a ton of budget for these at the time, so... Yeah, I mean, it's tough to do that with, like, a giant suit. But, uh, yeah, his, his like, I guess his, his hands are essentially, like, spikes that look like they're supposed to be drills. But, yeah, they didn't really, like, drill, drill. But... Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think supposedly, like, they're for burrowing because he was kind of like a subterranean type Oh, gadget. yeah, that's a good point. Like, for digging, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, he also had, like, a weird antenna, which I think, like, fired, like, lightning. Oh, yeah, because they, remember, they set the field on fire. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, but did he ever show up in anything else? Like, I don't no, know. No, never. Yeah. He's a one and done. He was interesting. I would have thought that they would brought him back. And they brought, they brought back a ton of characters for uh, Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah, he might have appeared in that. I'm not sure. I, I, because... Um, Godzilla doesn't appear in those, but I need to go do my f- big watch because I've gotten like all the side Toho content. Like I got Varen and um, the Mysterians and all that stuff because I want to do like a big watch of all of it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now I am going to uh, – I'm going to ask about Gigan. Can you – or Gigan. Gigan, Gigan, I'm not sure. So he's a space monster. Okay. He's, now he's, he's kind weird of, looking. He's – I always kind of thought he was like a space bird. So um, the one famous like violent scene I remember from a kid is so he can fly. And he has okay. like – like kind of spikes on his chest and they reuse it a lot. There's one where he like flies and hits like Godzilla with his hooks. And like Godzilla has like blood spray out of his arm, which is pretty hardcore. And like, you mm-hmm. know, the sixties and seventies. So, um, he kind of, I think he appeared twice. So there was the movie that he starred in where aliens were using him. And, uh, King Ghidorah was like his sidekick. And then um, he shows up in the Megalon one, obviously. And then um, later, I think he's like the he's kind of the final boss in final battle. If you think about it in final wars. Yeah. yeah. Final wars. Hmm. Well, in that one, he because he's I think he's been like. Like damaged, he I think he gets like uh, made to like a cyborg. Oh, yeah. Like, or yeah. heavily cy like heavily like cyborg. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of like up, he like levels up, but Godzilla still wins. Yeah. And so he kind of, he, so he has like, I'd say pincers are what his arms are. They're like, uh, I think they're supposed to be, but they're really kind of just like giant, like hooks. Yeah. So he's kind of just a douchebag and fights dirty. Okay. Oh yeah. I, uh, I mean, obviously like the real big bad of it, of, I, I would arguably say like the entire Godzilla franchise is uh, Ghidorah. I would say Gai- Gigan's like one B. He's like number, yeah, he's like number two. He's basically in terms of like he's appeared a lot, and in, in just in terms of like his temperament, like he's a lot of the ones you could say like they're kind of just like rampaging beasts, what have you. But he's one of the more like actually like intentionally malevolent uh, kaiju's. Hmm. I would agree with that. Okay. Which makes well, sense, I guess, now that I think about it. Like, Gigan, Gigan, also Ghidorah, like, they are presented as uh, alien entities. Like, literally, like, extraterrestrial entities. So, okay, maybe that kind of huh. makes sense that they are uh, kind of more, like, uh, malevolent. Like, not caring about humanity, humankind or... Karen. I think Gigan was never acting under his own um, influence, really. Like, he was always being controlled by. Mm. He's kind of cowardly, too. Yeah, he is kind of cowardly. He's like the. He's almost like a Starscream type, where he's yeah. like, a, <laughs> like a cowardly heel. Because he's kind of he like. He plays second fiddle to, like, the bigger boss. Yeah, because it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the footage that you're using again, but he tends to just, like, be like screw this i'm going home and then got mm. like fire blast him as he's running away mm. so okay I would, I would say i would say he's probably the only actively cowardly kaiju that's interesting would you agree with a... that matt uh well no yes Minia's cowardly but who uh godzilla's son Minia. Oh. Oh, Godzilla. Oh, Manila. <clears throat> Godzuki. 
Gazuki. No, Gazuki's Gazuki's <laughs> just from the cartoon. They're, they're different. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just I'm being a little bit of. There's a... like three. There's Gazuki. There's well, Godzilla Junior. And then there's Minya. Yeah, he he is. Yeah, he is. But I mean, he's also like kind of presented as like a baby or adolescent. Yeah. So that. He's hilarious though, Shad, because he he tries to breathe fire and he just shoots smoke rings at people. Okay. So, Brad, you had mentioned, and he doesn't didn't show up in the game, but you'd mentioned the name before Gamera. Um, what what is what is Gamera's deal? So Gamera, I don't think Gamera's Toho. I think he's Toho now. I think they got the rights, but he was like a competing um, kaiju. And I would say Mystery Science Theater kind of um, clouds it, but Gamera was like lower budget, but more mature. So if you watch like the Gamera movies, like they are insanely violent compared. OK. All right. Like um, like the one with uh, Giren, which is the knife one, like there's a point where he fights like a space gallows and just like cuts him to pieces after he kills him. So I seen that. I saw that. Uh, at least that scene, yeah, he just like cars him up like a turkey. It's it's and I'm like, like whoa, damn. Yeah, and like the head of Gallus is like bouncing around, Shad. Mm. So okay, so he's a turtle that can fly, and he is kind of bad in the first one, but then he becomes a protector of children, which is really weird because it's more outwardly juvenile in that aspect, but then the violence is just crazy. And there were only like six of those, six or seven of those movies originally. And then they've done more recent stuff. But I think Toho got the rights to him eventually. Okay. Let's see here. All right. I'm going to, let's see. Asked about that. Oh, I guess. Here's um, one. I guess the Power Rangers or uh, the Sendai. Crap. What are they called? Sendai is part of it. Zero Rangers. Well, the Power Rangers or the Super Sendai, Sentai. Yeah, Super Sentai fighters are um are, ki- are kaiju property. Oh, so. that's interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So here, th- this is the last one that I'm going to ask you about because you kind of already touched on the others, but <clears throat> before that game came out, came out, I had. Never even heard of this character. Can you fill me in on Destroyer, please? Okay, so Destroyer is newer. Now, mm-hmm. I could be wrong on this. So there's um. So this is like the end of the Heisei era, I think. Is mm-hmm. that right, Matt? That's, it's the final one, yeah. and I have actually not like fully seen this uh, it's, movie. It's decent. So in this one, Godzilla's going like he's pretty much critical massing. And dies okay. at the end of this movie. And um, so Destroyer is... I don't know if he's a Biolanti mutation or not. So there's there's Eris, Shad. So the, okay. the, the ones you would be most familiar with from like the 50s, 60s, and 70s, that's the Showa era. Okay. And then, so when they do... Godzilla re- re- Godzilla returns or Godzilla 1985 that kicks off a new era which is the Heisei era. So that is like the movies that go from like the mid 80s to the mid 90s. So the second one of those he fights this giant plant um 
monster called Biolanti. Okay. And so Biolanti comes back a couple of times. So there's like Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, which is essentially a Biolanti mutation. So I don't remember if Destroyer is a, is a Biolanti mutation or not. But essentially Destroyer is just a big bad monster that he fights, that he dies yeah. against. Okay, so does he win and then die, or does Destroyer win? I think... They, so Godzilla Jr. is in that, and um, Godzilla Jr. dies, and I think Godzilla transfers like part of himself over to Godzilla Jr., and then Godzilla Jr. maybe finishes him off? It's, uh, so it's... I mean, look, the physics of, of the giant kaiju don't make <laughs> yeah. sense to begin with, but uh, essentially, like, he does die. Godzilla Jr. does die in the film, but because essentially Godzilla goes, like, uh, has, like, a nuclear meltdown, because it, it, that's something that's almost like a trope that kind of goes on through, like, the movies, that Godzilla is, is kind of like a, uh, one, it's like a physical god. He's essentially presented as a physical god, but beyond that, he's oftentimes presented as essentially like a, a living, breathing, walking nuclear reactor. Oh. But I guess he goes into like critical meltdown. He kills Destroya, but I guess like his radiation uh, kind of brings Godzilla Jr. back to life. So they didn't make any more Heisei, uh, uh, he- he- however you pronounce the, the word. I'm bad with pronunciation. Uh, it it's the last of the films that didn't make any more per se, yeah, but it kind went, of lies. They went it, dormant until 2000, but I, I, I misspoke yeah. Chad. So destroyer is actually the physical embodiment of the oxygen, oxygen destroyer that kills Godzilla in the very first movie. Mm. Hence destroyer. Mm. Um, and then they went, this was like 95 and then they kind of took a break for five years and came back with 2000, which kicked off. Is that the Millennium Era? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there was a bunch of films there. Uh, it's ending, terrible. And... I know all these. Those yeah. are it... those are decent movies. Um, I need to watch those again because I've only seen most of those like once. Godzilla: Final Wars. If you see nothing else of the the, mil- the Millennium Era, watch Godzilla: Final Wars. Is Tokyo SOS pretty good? Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's the but, best Mechagodzilla movie too. It it might be. I have to I have to see it again. Uh, Godzilla: Final Wars is a really fun movie and it's good. It's um, it needed it's a, a lot longer of, fight though. Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of essentially squash matches. It's it's mostly like Godzilla just doing like Chumping. a speed run. Yeah, speed run like kicking the shit out of um. A lot of his old foes. Any completion, any percentage, right? Yeah. It's more uh, like th- it's more like, hey, look, it's um, it's Rodan, like lols d- kill. Yeah. All right. Uh, that people people enjoy that movie. One of the reasons they enjoy it is because he totally curb stomps uh, what's described in the kaiju universe as Zilla, which is basically oh, that's it's, hilarious. It's the, it's the it's the the American Godzilla. The one they did with Matthew Broderick that was terrible. Oof. Like it's a represent. Oh. It's literally like it's the same one. It looks exactly like it. It's iguana. Uh, it's called, it, iguanas yeah. or something. Yeah, it's called Zilla. Like that's the, that's its name, and uh-huh. he curb stomps it. Like he just 
one shot. I'll, I'll, like I'll, yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you the. I'll send you the yeah. YouTube video because he like one shots it. It's hilarious. Yeah. The the premise is that like there are aliens that are making like all the kaiju go crazy. So Godzilla yeah. basically does speed run and like travels around and, and beats the shit out of most of them in hey. like light lightning speed. But then he does essentially the 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 big bads that he fights actually spends some time on are uh, are Gigan and Ghidorah. And also, um, it has a legendary acting job. Oh yeah. One Don oh, Fry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he is awesome <laughs> in this. I'm not yeah. even being facetious. He is fantastic. No, he's in good it. at it. Like he. He's good. He, yeah. He's a badass in this, and it's like it, I guess it. It's the level of respect that the Japanese had for Don Fry. It's like this American gets a prominent role in this, and he's like a badass in this. They don't treat him as like this like buffoon or chump, whatever like that. He's but he's presented as like this is here is badass and Don Fry playing a badass role, and he it's it's fun. Like it's a really I should really enjoy this movie a lot. It's fun. It's yeah, it's, it's almost like a. In some ways, if you grew up being like a Godzilla fan, it's a fan it is service like a, movie. Yes, it is fan service. It's like a love even, letter. Even King Caesar <laughs> appears in this. Yes, actually, you know they don't do a they don't do, they didn't do a ton of King Caesar. That's his King only Caesar. other appearance from the first his first appearance. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh. He's a really obscure. He's a really obscure one because even like the Super X, I think, got a couple of appearances more than he did. Wow. So if you don't know, do you know who King Caesar is, Chad? Let's assume the answer is no. Okay. Do you remember the giant bunny rabbit looking thing? I'm sorry. What? (laughs) So King Caesar is weird because he's well. So first off, he's supposed to be uh, like a island god. Yes, he's in. It's odd because in the context of the Godzilla kaiju universe, he is supposed to be like a a literal god, Um, but he's kaiju, uh, and he's supposed to be what he's supposed to be uh, a a Shiza, which is an actual like mythical uh, creature that's kind of like I don't know. I'm not sure the equivalent in like Chinese mythology, but if you know like the whole uh, the, like the statue of like the guardian lions that you see. Yeah, he's kind of like a bunny dog with mage. I sent you. A yeah, it's Chad. it's weird because like the the top half it's like kind of like furry and dog like, but with big like floppy ears, and the bottom half is almost like a li- giant lizard. Yeah, it's, it's he's bizarre looking. And he's kind but of. But he's. I, I take that back. He's also probably the second cowardly kaiju because he's kind of a bitch yeah he's not really like uh he's not a fighter he's not really presented for someone who's supposed to be like a god like he's not really presented as like you know hot shit but no, he, he doesn't uh, do i still so kind of like him he's still like a really unique one that i feel like they could have explored he's so more. different from all the other ones i think that's why he always stuck with me yeah. as a kid because nothing else like looked yeah like, no, he, mammalian ones he well, yeah, he's kind of he's at least partly mammalian. I mean, Kong. Yeah, really. I mean, there's Kong. Oh, okay, Kong, but and, yeah. But like everything else, like are kind of reptilian or crustacean or um. A lot of reptilian. marine. There, there's a lot of marine. Avian. Life forms, it seems like you have like Rodan and Gigan. Uh, if I he, guess if... Anguirus would be. Nah, you know, he's, I, no, I, he's, I, he's kind of, I'm he's gonna like make a, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a contentious comment. Angiris is a marsupial. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Cause he looks like an, an echidna in a way, like a, in some way. Hmm. That's, yeah, but like Kong and Caesar would, because most of them are reptilian. Because if you see Destroy All Monsters, that has like all of them like pretty much in it. <clears throat> okay. So is there any others from the game you're curious about? Well, I, all I know about Rodan is that it could fly. Rodan started in his own movie. Okay. Which would have been... Um, I don't remember the timeline. Rodan would have been like the third or fourth movie from Toho. Okay. Um, and then... So he started independently. And then I think he and Godzilla were fighting in like... Um, King Ghidorah, which is King Ghidorah's first appearance, and um, Moth, the Mothra larva, we were just talking about this last week, is like, hey, we need to go kill this big thing, and Godzilla's like, no, these people are douchebags, I don't want to do it. Okay. And and the interesting thing there is because there's continuity, Godzilla and the larvas had a little bit of a little bit of a history, because in Godzilla vs. Mothra, like, so they get Mothra to, like, fight him, but Mothra dies. And then the little larvas hatch, and then they pretty much beat Godzilla because they keep spraying him with, like, silk. And he gets all tangled up and falls in the ocean. Okay, let's let's do it this way, then. <clears throat> What's the deal with Mothra? Mothra is also a god. Uh, Mothra is essentially a god, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mothra started in her own movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, is Mothra benevolent or malevolent? Benevolent. Uh, and that's something that's actually been... No, that, Well, yeah, there's an evil Mothra, too, but I don't remember what evil Mothra is called. Oh, I forgot about that. Because that, that's from the 90s <laughs> Mothra movie. It's, it's yeah. Methra. Methra got that addiction problem going. <laughs> so I would say, I would say in, the, in the Pantheon, Mothra is like the number two face. In okay. The, in the... And, Generally, I would say Mothra. Mothra has almost like uniformly been presented as like uh, not only good but actively working uh, to the benefit of humanity. Yeah, because like Godzilla's the, Godzilla, mm -hmm. even like in his most goody two shoe of phases, isn't like entirely good. Okay. And he's still self-interested in a degree, but Mothra is, like, completely selfless and benevolent. And yes. Godzilla never quite gets over the um, the losing to Mothra, either. You know, so if you want to talk about the... Uh, I, we could talk about the, the more modern era, uh, which has uh, Godzilla, Godzilla Minus One, but uh, the American... Uh, Godzilla films, which is really like the the MonsterVerse ones. Yeah, they're trying to do a franchise out of. Yeah, I so I again, I am a huge Godzilla fan. Uh, so I've actually I actually enjoy them. I'm not saying like they're the best Godzilla movies or they're they're, they're brilliant, they're great, but they're, I have they're not terrible. I don't. There's things the American audience, like the American people, keep trying to do, which I don't mm -hmm. like. Like, like. The human stories have never been super interesting, mm -hmm. but I feel like the American ones just 
cock tease you the whole time. And it's like, well, we know you're here for big monsters, but here, you need to watch more of the story we don't care about. Fair. And, like, the Japanese ones, like, usually don't care about the humans, but they at least, like, serve the purpose of getting you to the monster mayhem. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are certain things that they do which I do like. Um, Increasingly in, in that franchise, Godzilla, I don't know how to describe him. He's not... He's almost a level of like anti-hero, but he's not like actively in favor of humanity. He's he's Rorschach in monster form. Maybe. Uh he's not to but he uh he's not to the he's not specifically like in favor of humanity, but he also isn't like antagonistic towards humanity. Uh obviously unless they he's a little indifferent. He he kind of they, they kind of play up the whole like physical god thing, but he's mostly like he his job which they really highlighted with Godzilla versus Kong is that he he essentially revels in being king of the monsters. Like he's styled as the the alpha of the titans, as they call them, which is like the kaiju's. And so when there's like threats to that, he becomes more like violent and uh, antagonistic of sorts because that's that's part of the whole premise of like Godzilla versus Kong. Like he sees Kong as a threat, so they battle. And one of the things that uh which is again it's it's your mileage may vary like how much do you love i mean i love godzilla but the thing that i didn't necessarily that kind of frustrated me with godzilla versus kong that movie is that godzilla kind of just beats the shit out of kong like every time they fight uh until the end when he they kind of team up uh, uh but I, I do like that where it's like he's not outwardly villainous but he does have his own motivations, but there's also it's something that happens in King of the Monsters that it's almost like he develops like a, a, a level of respect. And that's something interesting that and they sometimes have done. They especially did this with like the Toho films that they had Godzilla essentially at least at like a human level intelligence. Well, they, and, in, in Godzilla vs. King Kong, though, they talked about how. Um, if you remember, they talked about how Kong was smarter and that was going to be his advantage. Then the the old school one in Toho yeah. films? Okay. Yeah, because remember, in that one, Godzilla, like, Kong was kind of afraid of him, and Godzilla pretty much beats him up, and then he, God, and Kong was lightning-powered in that one, and then he gets mm-hmm. all charged up on lightning and just, like, goes to town on Godzilla. Yeah. Because that was, um, because that, that's always been, like, that's that my first experience. I don't remember what the building's called, but they just like the the cover of the VHS is them fighting over that building, and then they just destroy it for no reason in the book. I mean, yeah. in the in the in the last fight. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't like that they have Godzilla kicking Kong's ass though. King Kong should put up a better fight. He puts up a good fight in Godzilla versus Kong, but he he's still like just losing. But uh. Yeah, I, I didn't quite like that, but I mean, it is. I feel like it's a very Godzilla-centric franchise. I, know, but I still feel like I still feel like in my heart of hearts, being true to continuity is Kong always got one over on Godzilla. Yeah, at the end, the spoilers at the end of the Godzilla versus Kong movie, like the kind of Godzilla still, I feel like it's kind of <laughs> like the alpha, but they have like a grudging respect where it's like. 
well, Godzilla respects him. It looks like they're fighting side by side in um, whatever that new one's called. Yes, it's uh, coming out next year. Godzilla and Kong New Empire, where they're facing what's uh, the kaiju they're facing. is called the Scar King, who is essentially a Kong, uh, like a kind of of the Kong species. But it looks like a Kong sized uh, giant orangutan. I'm surprised uh, they didn't bring I, Mecha Kong back. I don't know. I'm interesting to see like how they do that, like because it's how because it, it, it it's not a visual. So far, what I've seen, it doesn't necessarily look like a visually impressive like villain kaiju. But there's um there's a comic series I still need to read, which is um it's pretty much a King Kong Planet of the Apes uh crossover mm-hmm. that Dynamite did. Mm-hmm. And Shad, you're gonna be very upset to know that we we missed out on this from the '60s. There was a canceled but planned um, Batman meets Godzilla movie. From the 60s? Yeah. So, like, Adam West. I don't know if they would have picked Adam West, but I do know, like, there were talks about doing it in, like, 66. So it probably was going to be Adam West. How would that have worked? (laughs) I would imagine Adam West would have been enlarged to a large size and they would have fought, which would have been... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. What do you do with... Wait, 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 hold on. Use my bat giant serum. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. In neutral, hang on. Handbrake, J-turn. Are you saying the plan was to have Batman get Rita Repulsa to the size to fight Godzilla? You know what's funny? Um, What was that from? I just saw her, the actress that played her in something. Rita Repulsa? Oh, she was, she was, um, she's, she did a voice in, um, Boy and the Heron. That's what she Hmm. was doing. Okay. Sorry, you just... There was an amusing little setup at a Comic-Con I went to once where the voice actress for the American dub of Power Rangers for Rita Repulsa and Goldar, they were there. And what they did is they set up a photo op of the voice actors and they had picked two cosplayers that were there dressed as Rita and Goldar and like the costumes were super on point. So they pulled those people into the photo ops with them. So it was, you had the Rita, the voice of Rita with the cosplayed Rita and the voice of Goldar with the cosplay Goldar. And then they take whoever's taking the picture in the middle. <laughs> I thought it was really cool for them to, to involve folks like that. All right. Most of the, Power Rangers actor is pretty cool at the cons. Yes. Um, but didn't Balkan Skull get banned from a bunch of them for bringing in, like, furniture? No. What? No, no, no. Check this out. So, uh, first of all, um, Paul Schreier and Jason Narvey, Balkan Skull, Dr. Jason Narvey, um, they went to, uh, like, they love going to them. They have a good time with fans. And yeah, they bring in, like, a couch so you can, like, sit with them and stuff, Matt. Yeah. They 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 have they have someone go down to like Goodwill or whatever and get a couch so you can sit on. And so you don't care what happens to it. You know, people hop on the couch, take a picture. And if it breaks, it's just like, oh, well, that's how it is. And so at the end of the con, this old couch they paid nothing for is all beat up and broken and they can just throw it out. But they went the only one I'm aware of they got banned from. And the only reason I know this is I, I heard them tell this story. Because I actually sat and ate dinner with them in the uh, the grill attached to the con one night. Um, had a really good steak sandwich. But they got banned 
from Power Morphicon because they had this plan of being – they were going to do this panel about slapstick because Jason Narvey is a doctorate in performing arts. So they were going to do slapstick and like go old school with the cream pies and all that sort of stuff, and they had a cleaning crew they had contracted ready to go. And so they go, and they do this whole big thing, and everybody has a good time, and this cleaning crew is going to clean it up, and the hotel won't let them. And they're like, well, why not? And the hotel's like, all cleaning on our premises has to be done through our people. And they're like, you never said anything about this before. We we we, we told you we were going to do this. We told you I had a cleaning crew through it. And, like, it caused such a stink because the hotel was like, no, you have to use our cleaning crew. It's like, your cleaning crew can't do this because they're like – whipped cream up the walls and stuff like from where the pies would hit and like, you know, spiral off and stuff. They got banned from going back to power Morphicon because of this. That's lame. How can you have power Morphicon without bulk and skull? I don't know, man, but they have always been uh, super cool. Any event I've been at that they've been at, they've always been super cool and people love talking to them and stuff. I think they'd be the highlight of, of meeting anyone from that really it yeah i I figure it just kind of depends on who your uh you know who who was who was your favorite who was it that because i met david yost once um the only con that my wife went with me to she went to because she wanted to meet ian Ziering, and his booth was set up next to david yost's and it was it was the first night. Everybody's just kind of getting there, set, settled in. And when they found out that he was – we found out he was there, she went to go get her autograph and stuff first, like get that done before the lines and everything. And they got to talk and have a good time, and we went to the Sharknado panel, and I cracked some jokes with him and you know, had a good time. Well, David Yost was there, and I went over and shook his hand. I said, I wanted to say thank you because, you know – I was the nerdy kid that started doing martial arts and I always liked the Blue Ranger. And I just wanted to say thank you for everything about that. And we had a nice little conversation there, too. So uh, a lot of them are, are – well, the ones that aren't super cool don't get invited to go to shows because nobody wants to talk what to was, them. Was that this year or last year they did that pathetic like Netflix Power Rangers thing and they could only get like the black and Blue Ranger because those are the only ones that would do it? Uh, you know, that was, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, um, I know which one you're talking about. That was actually spearheaded by the two of them. Okay. Like, they pitched it to Netflix to do it because they wanted to have, like, a character wrap-up for their, their characters. Because, I mean, I, but, I don't I don't think – does the Red Ranger not do much with, like, Power Rangers anymore? I don't think he does much. He does a little bit. And uh, I think – St. John, I think. Yeah, and Amy Jo Johnson has, like, a real career, so she wasn't going to yeah. And um, oh, what does she do? Oh, she's had like other acting gigs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she actually had oh. like acted and stuff on like a lot of the other ones. And then um, Thai Trang died in the car wreck, and Jason been, David Frank. She's been dead a long time too. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. She's been dead probably like twenty years, I think. Uh, at least, yeah. But actually, probably more like twenty-five. Yeah, that sucks. And then what happened to Jason David Frank also sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, that, I mean, yeah. he was apparently really good with he you depended on the day of whether or not he was really good with fans or not. Um, hey, he won his MMA fight. He did. And it, it's a shame, you know, because I, I don't blame guys like that, like. Especially like in his mental state, like if you have ups and downs with fans like. I, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's 
it's when you have constant downs with fans like that I start to have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the one event I've been at that Honky Tonk Man was at, I very intentionally made sure that I was not going to be in like line of sight to uh, engage, but I was around enough to listen. And it seemed to me that Honky was about the way you would expect Honky Tonk to be in person. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like some of that's an act with him because I feel like I feel like if you met Honky Tonk Man and he was like super nice that you'd be disappointed. Hmm. Like I, I, f- I feel like I feel like there's a part of you that wants him to be kind of a cantankerous fuck <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> There was someone I was reading that was talking about that. And it was on Twitter or something. They were talking about meeting fans and stuff. And they were like, I just do it. Like, I don't care where it is, when it is, if I'm eating or whatever, if they're nice about it. Like, it's easier just to take the picture and send them on their way happy than to, like, say no and for it to be, like, a whole thing. And I don't know who that was. I've heard similar things from a few different guys. It was someone famous enough that other people should like listen. <clears throat> but um, obviously not Chevy Chase because no. What did um, what did who told was that what what did, what did Bill Murray call him when they got in that fist fight? What like a mid mid talent or something yeah. like mid tier talent or something. Yeah, Bill Murray deserves more credit for punching him in the face. <laughs> I watch the Bill Murray Christmas special every year. I need to watch that. You haven't watched it before? I watched it a long time ago. He's He was in Scrooge, though, which is a great movie. And um, his brother was in um, Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... The way that I approach the Bill Murray Christmas special is that he's trying to do – the idea is that he is trying to do one of those old-school Christmas specials where different guests pop by for no reason. Like the Dean and, Martin special or like – Yeah, yeah. except it doesn't work right, and it, it keeps not going. The only way it works right is when it's not going the way it's supposed to, and it's, it works out, and it – like uh, at that point in the movie, like Buster Poindexter is is on the cast. Um, they never pointed out, but that's who it is. But the f- funniest thing to me in the whole special is maybe 10 minutes in when Chris Rock shows up. And there's a rendition of a song of Chris Rock doing that with Bill Murray that cracks me up every time. It's amazing. So it's going to be a sad day when he. He's yeah. He's my favorite part of Zombieland. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the video where like these people are having like a bachelor party in a hotel and he just literally just joins them and like gives a speech and everything? <laughs> That's Heard stories about that sort of thing. Tom Hanks did that at some random wedding once, I think. He just got in the picture with them or something. There's like an old uh, old story, which I don't it, it could be apocryphal, like it may never have actually happened. But there's always like an old story like 
Is that the one where, where he... Bill Murray stole that guy's prize and said no one will ever believe him? Yeah. Like no one will ever believe you. And it's like it's that's probably true. Like no one like here I am like it's a story that I'm like, ah, who knows if that was true? Like yeah. it could have actually happened. But at what carte blanche you could just do whatever and be like, Yeah, no one's gonna believe you when you say like Bill Murray did this. You know, by uh, we actually like earlier tonight, uh we watched uh The Grinch with my daughter, like the the, the original one. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, and la- it was just funny because like last year we saw like uh, both the live action Grinch with the Jim Carrey, um, and we saw like the animated one they just they recently did with Benedict yeah. uh, Cumberbatch, which actually is not that bad. Is I felt that one was okay, but it was kind of soulless in its mm-hmm. approach. Um, I don't particularly like the Jim Carrey one. I don't like some of the creative uh, it, choices they made with it. It's I would actually say it's not good at all, but for some reason my daughter liked watching it a couple times like there, last year or so there's some funny stuff he does like when he's doing his schedule and he's like solve world hunger tell no one <laughs> there are some good jokes in it but i don't know it's it's weird because it's it feels to me like the benedict cumberbatch one okay the the jim carrey ron howard one gets a bunch of stuff wrong because they, it's weird and to make it's, the who's the bad guys really bugged me about the Jim Carrey one. And it's the like for some reason the cinematography is really dark. I don't know why. Yeah. Like I you're you're doing that. a you're doing a Doctor Seuss Christmas movie. Why is it like? Why is there a black? Why does it look like Batman the Animated Series when they painted all the animation on black frames? Like I don't understand. It really it misses the point. Like because. It does what a lot of those movies do now with villains is like the point of the original the people still miss like people talk about that movie and they don't get it is he did all that stuff because he missed the point like he thought it was all about commercialism and it wasn't about commercialism the who's couldn't give a crap they just did that because they liked each other yeah the like there's not a hesitation in the original when the who's all walk out of their houses and get together to sing. Like, yeah, there's no moment of like, Oh no, they're just like, well, not the important part. And I mean, I'd be kind of pissed if someone stole the roast beast, but I mean, well, yeah. Cause yeah, that was going to like, that was all the food, but they just, they don't. And they, they screw that up. And in the, the Benedict Cumberbatch one, like, first of all, Cindy Lou has like the most generic personality, but the who's missed the point too. Like they, I, I don't, I don't know why they would want to do like, okay. The very end, the grouch in that one though. And it's not like he's this misunderstood soul type of thing. Yeah. He had tragic backstory, but the thing that I like is at the end, when he goes to dinner with them, like that, that one part, like what five ten minutes at the end, that has the spirit right. Like that has the spirit of the whole thing right. It's 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 a. I've only seen it once, but I thought it was a far greater improvement on the to the Jim Carrey one. Like I would still pick the original just because. I'm gonna be honest, like you can't replace Boris Karloff. He makes the whole movie. Um, oh yeah. But I would say, it's it's way closer to being as good as the original than the Jim Carrey one is. 
I'm sorry, Matt. I hopped on the wagon and ran off with your your train of thought. I I still I still liked uh, I still liked the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought it was I I enjoyed it. I would it say was. it's a, that's fair. I would say it's a solid like B minus for me, whereas the Jim Carrey one is like a D plus or a C minus. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's very good. And it's also like if you watch it, it's very, in my opinion, dated. You can, you definitely feel like it's a it's a product of that era. Yeah, and uh, um, I mean, it's not as bad as Cat in the Hat because fuck that movie. But um, <laughs> God, what? Who? Who? Well, I mean, that's why we don't get live action Doc, uh, Dr. Seuss anymore because Mike Myers screwed that up so bad they won't. They just quit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they, well, they literally won't do live action because he was doing dick jokes in a Cat in the Hat movie. And and then they made Lorax, which. Also missed the point. So you know, you know what pissed me off the most about Lorax is they showed the Onceler. My understanding is that they just they just screwed up everything about that but movie. I, I I refuse to watch it. What I don't understand, like that used to be the coolest thing, like um the Onceler, Doctor Claw, um <laughs> the adults and Charlie Brown, like not seeing them was like. Interesting, and I don't know why they're so afraid to do that now. And then they, then when they finally show them, like the mystique's gone, but it never lives up to what you thought like it could have been. Like, do you remember the Inspector Gadget toy that you could actually see what Doctor Claw looked like, and it was lame as hell. Yeah, they. He, uh, you've you've always said like it should just be like an arm. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> if, if it's not like they should at least have him, like a mask, like it's like you you still don't know his true face. Should have just been the cat. Yeah. Uh, one thing is it, it, this is like a meme that I think has gotten passed around uh on like uh virally, but if you it, so my okay, this is kind of taken inside my world for some reason. My daughter is. Uh, we haven't like watched a lot of Christmas stuff like this year, but my daughter is for some reason obsessed with listening to Christmas music. So like on the way to school, like I'll have to play Christmas music, and she likes she wants quote unquote kids singing the songs. So it, there's a lot oh, yeah. of like ki- kids bop. So there's a kids bop Christmas album, which is like 30 songs long, and it's some of it's like you know let's sing Deck the Halls, okay, yeah. but some of it's like. It's Kids Bob's covers of Last Christmas and uh, <laughs> where I carry all I want for Christmas is you and everything like that. It's like I, I it's almost like it's Stockholm syndrome. I'm like oh I God. find myself like like I'll be like working whatever like that and I'll be like humming it to my song to myself and I'm like oh no it's in my head. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, last, uh, I mean, I I know it, that's not the thought process, but like Last Christmas is like just about a one night stand. I actually like Last Christmas, uh, but I like the original version by Wham because Wham. it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's so dumb, but I actually have heard like several because it's been covered, and I don't feel any of the covers do it justice. But anyway, no, you know what the one that annoys me so much is the one. It's like all of like the '80s artists thing. It's like the one where the chorus like, "Do they know that it's Christmas time at all?" And I'm like. I'm like, they're fucking Africans. They don't celebrate Christmas, you idiots. Mm-hmm. But no, some of them do. And it's not like they can't read calendars. <laughs> it's not like, oh, okay. Oh, God, there's so many problems with that. St- 
stupid ass. Well, yeah, well, no rain or rivers flow except for I don't know the longest one in the world, and there's snow on Kilimanjaro all year. Like they're not idiots; they just live in a different biome. It's like well, that, like that was my problem. Is like when they're saying that, it's like some of them don't like observe Christmas. Like it's just it, yeah, there's a lot of problems with that song. I think they're trying to piggyback. So, I think they're trying to piggyback off Farm Aid with that one. Yeah, and it's oh, yeah. so preachy, and yeah. in being preachy and wrong, that makes it even worse. Like, I don't. It was really kind of. I don't know. That one really bugged me because it's like, man, you're kind of really being shitty and belittling to um a lot of people on that continent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is it is top top three Christmas songs that if I could burn from the face of the earth I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, go, that goes up there with Christmas shoes and John Lennon's "So This Is Christmas." It's like no, just I don't mind. So this is Christmas. No, um, burn it, kill it with fire. Christmas shoes I don't like because uh, it's just too uh, overwrought. And it's it's trying to be manipulative. But it was made. It, they all they did was they took a chain letter, a chain email, and sang it. That's it. That's a, that chain email was going around at the time. I got it three times. Like they just, they just, and it oh, it's overwrought and preachy and stupid and. and- bad theology and it's insulting to the people it's targeted towards can i add another one i hate is the madonna version of santa baby because it is so like phoned in and terrible like she's entirely like i don't know especially like the the persona she had when she sang that like how do you miss the entire like playfulness of like the eartha kit version she's just I don't know. I hate that version. Um, what else? Yeah. Is, what else? Yeah. Is there? You should. You should hate it. It's. It's. Like I said, I gave you my top three, and then if you want an honorable mention, because I'm not going. With, I'm going with originals. I'm not going with with cover versions, because that's a whole other thing. Honorable mention is is Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time with Wings. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, how can you hate on the John Lennon one? That's not even the worst oh, Beatle involvement. Because John one. Lennon is is a massive pretentious jackass. Well yeah, he is a pretentious jackass. And, but. and the the like it, So this is Christmas. Well what's so damn special about it? And it's like screw you, Lennon. You wanna know if you, you, you got shot by a crazy person well, you want to you, you know, know something? You want to know something batshit about the whole um, who shot him again? I get them mixed up. So it, I can't remember the guy's name. It wasn't Hinckley, right? Hinckley shot Reagan, no, right? No, that was Reagan. It was. Okay. Hang on. So he had. Um, I can I can tell you in just I a second. You, Mark the, David Chapman. Yeah, Chap. Okay, so the, the last podcast on the left <laughs> talked about this. Yes. And he had these like weird like in his delusions these little people he talked about talked to. That gave him yeah. life advice. And so he told these, like, de- his delusions that he was going to shoot John Lennon. And his little delusional people were like, no, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. The thing is, the little people, when he, when the little people showed up, they helped him get his life in order. Like, when he listened to the little people, they apparently gave him good advice. 
He got out of debt. He paid everything off. He handled his bills when the little people told him what to do. And they was like, well, I'm going to shoot John Lennon. And the little people are like, yeah, we're done. And they left and never came back. Well, how, how dumb is an idea when your imaginary friends peace out on you? No, is I, I, I have to remember this. So, because I remember, what did Butters read that made him want to shoot Lennon? It wasn't Catcher in the Rye, but it was... Yeah, oh. just catch her in the right. Okay. Yeah, so that wasn't part of that, but I don't remember. I need to re-listen to that because I don't remember that guy's deal. I know he was a real nutcase, though. He, yeah. He read Catcher in the Rye and thought it was deep and thought it was, he identified with Holden Caulfield without realizing that Holden Caulfield is a, a jackass teenager. You're not, that yeah. You identify with him when you're a jackass teenager, and then when you grow up, you're like, oh, God, what a jackass. And so it's it's the idea of, quote unquote, being phonies is what he was so fixated on. He considered John Lennon the biggest phony of all. Well, John Lennon was kind of a phony. John Lennon was a jackass. Well, and I, I think, hate that. I so think it's the worst the, part like, was I think the worst part, though, is he shot Lennon when he was actually like trying to be a better person, which sucks. But, you know, yeah, maybe I, but, you know, I, I, I was I looked that up a couple weeks ago I was like oh was I ever alive when like John Lennon got shot and he got shot like 20 days before I was born mm. like huh those weird things that you're um when you're born in the 80s because a lot happened yeah yeah I always get Chapman and Hinckley mixed up because Hinckley Hinckley was Rick. obsessed with Jodie Foster yeah oh god I feel bad for her she had a rough existence yeah and then you had she was obsessed with Jodie Foster, and that's who they based um, Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver off of, I think. Okay. I think that's right. And then there was that weirdo that shot that girl that was in, like, a 80s sitcom for, like, a couple seasons or something. I got nothing on that one. I don't remember his name, though. <laughs> All right. God, stalkers are... I hate... It... Stalkers are idiots. Wow. Um... I got to finish my thought. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the Kids Bop. The, the Kids Bop does a cover of uh, You're Mean to Mr. Mr. Grinch. Uh-huh. And so I was, I was listening to, like, the, the lyrics of the day, and this is, like, where the meme comes in. It's, it's become, like, a viral meme, but it's, like, it's true. I'm, like, well, holy shit, it's true. Like, no reason, like, the Grinch hated them. Like, God, they're assholes. <laughs> like, this song, it's, like, you're you're terrible you're mean uh you have the disposition of a like of a seasick crocodile like if i had a choice i'd choose the seasick crocodile over you and it's like no wonder he was an asshole these guys <laughs> guys are just jerks to him he's a mushroom like, he's deserved. Like, maybe the grinch is actually like the good guy here arsenic sauce yeah i thought see i i i took it in the the um the cartoon is he kind of reveled in this like in that to a degree when that was the things. only thing i thought the the carry one got right was the fact that he hated the who's and, and kind of reveled in in being a dick to them um it's like okay all right i, f I feel like you're getting that part but Max is it's... chill, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
Max is always chill. That's our Christmas card this year as the dogs are dressed up as Max and the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, we don't I don't think we ever do Christmas cards. It's just not something we do, but all, all right, right. Last so, year was Junebug with Santa. Cause it, <laughs> fun fact, if you have a Cabela's and you want your pets to get a picture with Santa, you can take your pets to Cabela's and get a free picture with Santa. Huh. Because we called okay. and that double checked, like, oh yeah, someone brought a chicken once. I'm like, who the fuck takes a, their chicken to get a picture with Santa? But yeah, so man, you, man, that's clucked up. Yeah, I know, seriously. So yeah, if you if you want your pet to have a picture with Santa, go to Cabela's. All right. I think so, you get a free picture with your kids too. So I mean, you want to go. Whatever to works, there. right? Yeah. So I think that's gonna that's gonna cap us for this one. Um, yeah, my voice is shot. So. <laughs> Everybody out there, thank you for listening with us. We appreciate you being here with us for this episode. Um, I believe we're going to start recording after the new year, pick up recording after New yeah. Year's. I don't know if we're doing yearly awards this year because I don't know if we – I don't feel confident to really do a, a in-depth award show, but I, we might. Maybe we'll do a novelty award show where we don't do Wrestler of the Year, but we do like... I mean, Orange is going to get my Wrestler of the Year if I get someone <laughs> yeah, in Wrestler of the Year, that's... so... Maybe we'll do like Blade Job of the Year or something. I don't know. We'll 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 figure it out, but everybody, thank you for being like, with us. Promotion of the Year, like... I mean, honestly, 2023 was a really bad year for wrestling. I'd probably give it to CMLL, honestly. So... All right. Everybody, thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. This is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we will catch you next time.